We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've got a lot of news and transactions to break down today. I'm coming at you from Las Vegas at Summer League here. Keith Smith joining me as always at Keith Smith NBA. You can find me at Trevor underscore Lane. Keith, how are you doing? I thought when you were going to say Keith Smith joining me at, I thought you were going to say his home office. And I was like, <laughs> home. man, I don't you? But uh, yeah, no, this is uh, this is fun, man. We got summer league going. Chet Holmgren, uh, put oh, him in the my. Hall of Fame already. Oh, what a debut for him. He played great. Uh, Keegan Murray's looked pretty good in a couple yeah, games. I know you're uh, flying high with your Lakers looking, per- summer Lakers, I should say, uh, looking summer pretty Lakers, good. Yeah. But, but we'll we'll break down summer league later. We've got more than enough time. We get a million uh, news stories and tidbits to get to. Free agent signings will pick back up, and part of that might be because everybody's basically saying, "Yeah, forget this Kevin Durant trade. I'm gonna I gotta do I gotta take care of me now." Right. Yep. And we've we've hit that point. We said that point would eventually come. We didn't know how long it would take, but here we are. Teams finally said, "Okay, we can't sit around and wait and see what the Nets are going to do on Katie." And again. We talked about this last show. Can't fault the Nets. This is a major, major decision for them, what they do here. So I don't blame them for taking their time. It's a long process. It's, there's a lot to get into, but um, the rest of the league kind of has to move on. But the Nets also kind of kind of moved on as well because they took care of some business. The Nets pick up, first and foremost, TJ Warren. There were, I mean, there was a period of like 36 hours there where people were wondering what is going on with TJ Warren. Did something pop up on his medicals? What? Where is this guy? Like he's a wing and everybody's kill, you know, dying for wings that they, they need this kind of player. So why has he not been signed? And then lo and behold, we get the news. I believe it was yesterday morning. It's all a blur to me at this point. Yeah, I think it was yesterday morning. But uh, the, yeah. the TJ Warren does wind up with the Nets. What do you think about that? Does that signal anything to you as far as what the Nets plan is here moving forward? It doesn't. Um, if let's say they were to keep Kevin Durant, into the season and maybe keep Kyrie Irving. I don't know. Um, there is a thought that Barry, that's just a good depth addition, right? For a yeah. team that is a would be title contender. If they are to move on from those guys, then I think this is Sean Marks restarting the diamond mining process, right? That's what I call it when he unearthed Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, had a couple other finds through that process. Uh, I think that's where we could be uh, headed with this. Uh, same with the Edmund Sumner signing, the other one they have. <laughs> dogs chiming in here that's carly uh you know um edmund sumner um you know in there um 
Uh, he's been out for a little while. He had a injury, then tore his Achilles uh, early last year, and he rehabbed all last year, and and has worked his way back, and now he's back in the league. So now we're we're seeing the Nets kind of move on on building up depth, but guys that kind of fit either way, right? Like if you mm-hmm. keep KD and Kyrie, you're good. Otherwise, you, you're moving on and kind of see you know, what playing time pops and, and materializes for those guys. So so I, I think we're going <laughs> to – the dog really wants attention. Um, we're we're going to see where this one uh, pops and, and comes to. So, um, you know, I, I kind of like both signings. And uh, apologies if, uh, if Keith's Wi-Fi it looks a little bit spotty. Could very well be – on my end because I'm running off of hotel Wi-Fi. So hopefully the recording looks fine, but everybody watching, if you are uh, noticing any kind of spottiness again, apologies. It's just kind of one of the, one of the things that happens when you're, when you're out there traveling and, and all of that. But, um, but yeah, I think that these are good signings for, for the nets. And I think you can really, you know, I mean, let's just, let's get into it. As far as Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving goes, if the nets want, I would assume more than what the Rudy Gobert trade yielded, which I think that that really changed the market. I think for Kevin Durant, if they rightly want more than that yielded, I don't know if there's a deal out there. So can you perhaps sell Kevin Durant? Like, Hey, look, we just got this guy. We got, we got TJ Warren for you. We brought back Patty Mills. We're bringing in these guys. Why don't you just stay right? We got Royce O'Neal. We can contend for a championship. And that might mean still trading Kyrie. It might not. Um, if Kyrie still wants out, maybe then you look to flip him, not necessarily for picks, but to try to find players. And you can tell KD, look, you've got four years under contract. We have a team that's ready to win a championship now. So we're going to hold you to it. That that could be the way that we head into this NBA season, despite all the rumors that are flying. Yeah, I completely agree. And there's some reporting from Woj today that there's maybe going to be a face-to-face meeting between Sean Marks and Kevin Durant, where they actually mm-hmm. – maybe try to talk things out and, and work stuff out for him to come back. So we'll see, you know, this one I think is uh, kind of far from over. And I, I thought it would have moved quickly, but then the go bear trade, as you referenced happened. And I think that just threw everything for a loop because then it became, all right, we need, you know, minimum to match that. If not get way more. Cause right. I like Rudy go bear. I think more than a lot of people do sometimes. Um, it, but this is Kevin Durant. Right. So like we 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 gotta be uh you know reasonable here with what with what kind of return is. But on the flip side, there's only so many picks that can be traded, you know, yeah. for teams. Now the Phoenix Suns, I noted yesterday, they're sitting on all of their own picks, all of their own first, all of their own seconds. So they could make that kind of godfather offer of, you know, all right, here's all the picks possible with swaps in between and everything else, and off we go. But yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect with this one. And then Kyrie. I mean, you know, another day. Let's see. Uh, I don't know where this one's going to go either. So, uh, you know, more more waiting on the uh, part of you know waiting on the Nets players. Yeah, and the Nets are just slow playing the whole thing right now. We've heard on the Kyrie situation, there's no traction right now between the Nets and and the Lakers, but obviously that can change. And now there's some question about what is it exactly that the Nets want. For a while there, it sounded as though the Nets were okay with taking back Russell Westbrook. There's been a little bit of pushback against that. Then maybe mm-hmm. a loop in a third team. Do they even want, are they interested in picks at all? Do they want just players coming back? I, I think there's a lot still up in the air at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think if you 
if you're leaning into a little bit more of a rebuild reset, then you're okay with taking Russell Westbrook back. Cause at that point you're trading for Russell Westbrook, the contract, not mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, the player. Um, if you're, let's say keeping Kevin Durant, well, then you're going to try to contend and, and really move things in a different direction. And at that point, Westbrook and Simmons together doesn't work. That becomes way too messy to right. make work. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, I think a lot of it has to be decided what's going to happen with KD. Then they can really figure out a trade package for Kyrie. Um, you know, I mean, you could go the other way with it and just say, hey, we're doing it independent and going to move on. Mm-hmm. But who who knows at this point? I mean, it's just, it seems very, very up in the air and messy. We'll see where ultimately, ultimately that goes. Woj mentioned that, you know, maybe – Rob Palenka and Sean Marks will get together at Summer League, mm-hmm. which that tends to happen at Summer League. People get together yes. and have conversations and stuff, so never know what can come of that. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Spurs. Gorgie Jang to the Spurs, and they also claim Isaiah Roby. What are your thoughts on, I mean, Jang, veteran, floor spacer, floor spacing big, can give you some things there. But I like the, I particularly like for a young Spurs team that's looking to rebuild claiming Isaiah Roby. I'm actually a little bit surprised that he that he fell that far in the waiver process to get to the Spurs because that's, I think, a, a nice addition for them. Yeah, I think a little bit of the challenge with Isaiah Roby was teams had to have cap space or uh, a trade exception big enough to claim him uh, right. because those are the only ways you can claim a player, and very few teams had that. Um, I, I was told there were a handful of other teams that put in claims uh, but were beaten by – to, to Roby by the Spurs um, because the Spurs uh, it goes in inverse order of uh, last year's standings. Uh, so the Spurs were just a little bit higher than a couple other teams. But yeah, I think that's a great addition for the Spurs team. Obviously, they're going in a different direction after the DeJounte Murray trade, after let Monty Walker go. Um, they're going to lean, looks a little more heavy into the rebuild. I think Jang's a, you know, that's just a pay pick off a veteran who we like. We have some experience with what we're going to bring in here, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have uh, you know, with us and, and feel pretty good about that. So, so yeah, so I think all around, you know, these are two. Uh, I like the Roby move uh, quite a bit. The Jeng one, it, it's fine, especially if you were to trade Jakob Pertl or anything like that. You're a little right. bit more covered. Uh, with another big, but yeah, Spurs uh, as it stands right now too, with the Lakers um, kind of early on in the process, actually officially signing Lonnie Walker. And now as all these deals are going official, the Spurs are the first team to actually have cap space. Uh, Pistons still operating over the cap very temporarily. Same with the New York Knicks very temporarily and same with the um, uh, Indiana Pacers for the time being, those things will all change and adjust as uh, moves are made. Uh, But for now, the, the, uh, the Spurs are sitting on cap space. Interesting to see if they do something with that. I saw them get brought up today as a potential third team in a Lakers-Nets trade in order to absorb some salary. Of course, they'd get paid for doing that. So we'll see how they use that that cap space moving forward. Um, all right, moving on, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Bringing back Serge Ibaka. This is a team that uses a floor spacing five in order to open up more space in the paint for Giannis Antetokounmpo. We think about Bobby Portis, who also came back on a new deal, Brooke Lopez, and now Serge Ibaka back to the box and just fine. I think in terms of, of just being a, a depth piece. Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we don't know yet. Is this going to be a minimum deal? Or are they going to use his bird rights to give him a little bit more? Mm-hmm. I would, if they feel confident that they could dump that contract later on this season, um, 
to avoid, you know, or I guess not avoid, but lower their tax bill, then what I would do is I would, uh, sorry, I'm messing with the volume on my mic. Um, they would, uh, I would have signed him to a little bit more than a minimum mm -hmm. deal. Then that way he becomes a nice trade piece uh, for them if they want to move him uh, later. So, so we'll see, you know, what that looks like. Not, not entirely clear where that goes from here anyway, but yeah, good depth piece up front. Bobby Porter's yep. back. Brooke Lopez back healthy as he showed in the playoffs. Now you get a Baca, you're, you're pretty well covered. And my guess is Lopez probably, you know, ample days throughout the course of the season. Though. Those are the nights when a Baca will play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, oh, what I should have put this in with the other with the Nets stuff. I oh, bad on yeah. me in terms of my structure, but Kessler Edwards, uh, <laughs> yeah. back to back to the Nets. I did not notice that I had that one in there and didn't connect it to the team that made sense there. But uh, Kessler <laughs> Edwards, back back to the Nets. So what what was the the process behind this? Because they they pull the offer, and now next thing you know, now he's back. What? How did this all come about? You're not entirely sure what went on with the qualifying offer. I'm hoping one of the Nets uh, reporters will dig that out for, for us reporting-wise. Unfortunately, it may get swallowed up in a far bigger story here, hopefully soon. Um, but we'll see. But, yeah, it, it might have been one of those where – Hey, I think I might have something, but the team doesn't want to talk because I'm restricted. And, and it might have been the Nets saying, all right, hey, you know what our standing offer is. Go out there, see what else is out there. Yeah, we'll make you unrestricted and then go. And he might have come back to them and said, yeah, there wasn't really anything else out there. And off we go. And now now he's returning back to, to the Nets. Uh, somewhat similar-ish to what happened with Sam Hauser and the Celtics, minus mm -hmm. the Celtics didn't, uh, didn't rescind his qualifying offer, but they're going to re-sign him to a – now they're giving him a three-year minimum deal. Uh, my guess is there'll be a, a team option on the end, just to everybody now is going to be very conscious of avoiding the Jalen Brunson situation, where Correct. if you can make the guy restricted and uh, after coming off his third season, you'll do that and look to resign the player. But but we'll see where all that comes together. All right, uh, the once and future Laker Thomas Bryant. Back yeah. now to the Lakers, a guy the Lakers waived a few seasons ago in order to keep Ivica Zubats, who then they turned around a few months later and traded for Mike Muscala. <laughs> but, and Mike Muscala back with the Thunder, too. So, yes, I mean, that, change all that back. together. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're, we're playing like what's that game like ten years ago? It was like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. Yes, like that. yes. We're, we're doing yeah. we're doing that with Mike Muscala now, apparently. Yep. <laughs> um, but but Thomas Bryant back with the Lakers had a number of teams that were interested in him. The Raptors were mentioned, uh, the Bucks were mentioned, the Celtics were mentioned. But does wind up signing with the Lakers and could potentially, according to Chris Haynes, contend for a starting spot with the Lakers. Uh, what do you think about the signing? We did just get right before we started recording here confirmation in his uh, press conference with Lakers media. Uh, he was asked about his knee and said he is 100% healthy at this point. Yeah. I, my guess is the difference between the Boston and Toronto. Uh... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, offers for him and going to the Lakers. Um, my, my guess for why he picked the Lakers is because there's a much more clear path to not only yes. maybe starting, but at least playing time uh, for mm-hmm. sure. In Boston, he was going to be the fourth big. Um, in Toronto, he'd just be in the mix with several other big men uh, that they've got, you know, resigning Thad Young. They've still got Ken Birch. They've got Pascal Siakam. Uh, they, they've got uh, Precious Achua. They also have Otto Porter Jr., who they just added. So, you know, that's a ton of guys there in that Toronto front court. And with the Lakers, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts. I, I For a minimum, this is a great pickup. There's there's nothing that can really go poorly here, um, minus, you know, if you, if you give them – the DeAndre Jordan treatment where you give him a whole ton of minutes if he just can't play. And I don't think that'll be the case. He's not a good defender. Uh, just call it what it is. He's, he's never been a good defender, probably never will be. But as an offensive player, he's got really good touch inside. He was showing range on his jump shot before he got hurt. Um, I think you know he'll fit in nicely in lineups with AD or you know even in the AD less lineups where you know he's kind of the lone big on the floor. So yeah, I think this is a you know this is one of those very easy slam dunk decisions for the Lakers to bring him in because it's it's kind of him and Damian Jones now yeah. at the center spot for true fives and then that's not bad. I like Damian Jones too. So uh, I think the Lakers are pretty well covered there. Yeah, exactly. Look, if you're Thomas Bryant and you look at the situation, unless Anthony Davis starts at the center, you it's you versus Damian Jones for the starting yep. job. And that's, that's a much more clear path than saying, Hey, I somehow have to supplant Robert Williams or something like that. It's not exactly. going to happen. So, um, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, 35% from three. So there's some hope there that, uh, that he can continue to space the floor a little bit. We talked uh, just a minute ago about the bucks and how they like having floor spacing bigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darvin Ham's probably going to be utilizing the same stuff having just come from Milwaukee. So, uh, fit wise makes a lot of sense going back to the Lakers. Um, a little bit unusual. Kennedy Chandler sets a, a record as far as a second round pick getting a four year deal, most money guaranteed. What's, what's going on here. What's incentivized that kind of, of uh, commitment. Yeah, we're going to see what the actual fully guaranteed numbers are in this because he got 7.1 million. Um, well, we'll see what that looks like, but that is a lot of money in a four year deal. My guess is again, fourth year will be a team option uh, so that the Grizzlies are protected on this. Um, and then in exchange for that, they probably gave him a bump on the early years. So it probably won't be a straight minimum in years one and two. Probably going to be, if I had to guess, this will be fully guaranteed years one and two, a little bit above the minimum, and then probably just partial guarantee on year three on there. But this is they're bringing him in behind Tyus Jones, behind John Moran. John Moran officially inked his extension today. Um, and the, he's going to come in and he's going to be the developmental point guard behind those mm-hmm. two guys. And if he looks pretty good. Tyus Jones can be moved on from in a couple of years because there's no chance that's happening with John Morant. So, uh, and then you've got Kennedy Chandler to plug plug right in. So this is a I, I like this one for for the 
the, the Grizzlies, they weren't going to use the non-taxpayer mid-level any other way. So use a little bit of it, take a chunk out of it to give it to one of your draftees that you like. They, they also signed uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., not Kenny Lofton, the baseball player's son, unfortunately. <laughs> and Vince Williams, the two-way contracts. Um, so Memphis kind of on their way here with, with their young guys just kind of reloading the back end of that bench. That's right. That's right. Um, another thing that, that we had to go down today, the Blazers are going to be waiving Eric Bledsoe. I know a portion of that contract is is guaranteed, but so the, they will still uh, waive him, send him on his way. It will be interesting to see where he ultimately winds up. Um, not in, as in nearly as high a demand as he, as he once was in the NBA, but still a guy who, if he's your reserve guard, you could do worse than, than an Eric Bledsoe. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, I wonder if he might have been headed back to the Clippers after starting his career there before oh, they get point. John Wall. Now, probably doesn't make a lot of sense for for them to go that direction. So, isn't this even be one too where he can afford to wait, let the dust settle a little bit, see who needs point guard to come in? Um, you know, he would do well for himself to go to a place like Miami. Um, you know, they, they seem to do quite well with rebuilding guys value. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing him there. So yeah, well, let's see where that goes. 3.9 million guaranteed. Um, this news coming out a few days ahead of his guarantee date tells me that Portland has been, uh, <laughs> vigorously shopping him and not finding any takers. And this might've been a little bit of a reminder of, Hey, if you really want them, like you, you, you better act now. Cause he's hit the market. Yeah. Otherwise this deal may not be on the lot much longer. Yep. That's right. Create that urgency. Create that urgency. Uh, The Martin twins, Cody Martin returning to the Hornets, uh, got 30 million over four years and Caleb Martin back to the heat, uh, got 20 million over three years or 21 ish, somewhere right in there. Yeah. 20. Um, Yeah. It's it's in between. He got basically what he got was the taxpayer Mm -hmm. uh, mid level from the heat because they, they, um, they needed to, uh, they didn't have any kind of bird rights on him. So they were able to use that to resign him. Cause if we remember he was waived by the Hornets, then signed to a two way and then he converted him and now they're bringing him back. And that's the only reason Cody got a little bit more money. These two guys, not, not only are they completely identical twins, but they are also uh, their games have evolved very similarly yeah. into two very solid three and D uh, wings. Both, both of them. It's just Caleb gets less money because he didn't have any kind of rights on him to stay, but good deals for both their teams and good deals for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Can't complain about that, especially given the going rate for wings right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zion Williamson inked the contract. In fact, the, the Pelicans even did a live press conference to yeah. officially announce Zion Williamson's uh, new contract. No fifth-year option in it. Are you surprised by that? I am a little bit. I thought what was going to happen here when we heard that he was going to get um, that this deal very likely includes some injury protections, so the, mm-hmm. the Joel Embiid style from his rookie scale extension with the Sixers. Um, I thought the trade-off would be a fifth-year player option. That's a slam dunk for the Pelicans to not have uh, any kind of option on there for Zion. Um, you know, I, I think now we're looking at a player who looks at it and a team who looks at the player and says, you know, we kind of need each other. Like, yeah. I need you to, you know, get me back on the court and be be the guy I look like I was, you know, a couple seasons ago where I you know, look 
borderline dominant. Like I yeah. might, you know, never miss an all NBA team again in my career. And or then I think for the Pelicans, <laughs> what's that? Or a shot ever again. He was shooting yeah, right? like yeah. 65% yeah. from the field. <laughs> True. That did seem that way too. Um, and then I think for the uh, Pelicans, it's, we need a star. We need the true uh, face of the franchise guy. And man, that Pelican scene there, they, they've got a lot of depth. They, they look like they might be really, really good uh, this coming season. You know, we, we've talked about it a lot. We'll do a lot more of that, you know, after all the dust settles with the moves. But the West is going to be deep. But I think the Pelicans are going to be going to be you know right in the mix there in the, in the middle of the conference. If maybe not even go you know, a little higher if uh, Zion is truly healthy and back to what he was. All right, let's wrap things up. Bradley Beal officially has a no trade. It's funny how many people think like random superstar X has a no trade clause. These are very rare. Very it's very rare. difficult to actually have a no trade clause in the NBA. In fact, it's more common that a player gets a no trade clause by being on a one-year deal than mm -hmm. the kind of no trade clause that Bradley Beal has. So what's going on here? Why does Bradley Beal have a no trade clause? And how how big of a deal do you think this actually is? Yeah, so there's only been 10 true no trade clauses in the NBA. Um, I'll just run through them because they're kind of interesting. Uh, LeBron with the Cavs, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and John Stockton. And now Bradley Beal uh, joins that. That's a little bit of one of these things is not like the other. Uh, those guys are all, you know, Hall of Famers uh, there, and we'll see on Bradley Beal. Um, but what, what is this a big deal? Uh, kind of, because it just means the Wizards can't just up and trade him and say, right. you know, we want to send you to, you know, Orlando, you know, and get a whole bunch of kids back. And Bradley Beal's like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Orlando. I'm going to mm -hmm. stay right here. He can block uh, any trade they want. And, and this is not one of those where it's like he can block one time. Like this is for the life of his contract. Keeps Now, if he is traded, it goes away because in order to have a no trade clause, you have to be with the same team. Uh, you have to have eight years in the league and you have to be with the same team for four, four of those years. Um, so it's a little uncommon to even get there um, with, with guys with no trade clauses. So he's finally, you know, he's there and he's, and he's earned it. So, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, they, they gave it to him. They also gave him, if he does accept the trade somewhere, 15% trade bonus. So all this does is this is just another way for a star in this league to basically say, all right, I want traded. Here's my list. Like right now, Kevin Durant's giving the Nets a list. And the Nets are like, okay, cool. Maybe if they have one of the, if the Suns or the Heat make the best offer, sure. If they don't, right. we'll send you to Sacramento. We don't care if they make the best offer. That's what's best for us. In this case with Bradley Beal, it is a, all right, no, I don't want to go there. And he can officially say, no, I'm not going to go there. And that's that's a little bit different from where most other guys are. Yeah, that, that gives him a lot of control in the situation. And this is a guy who's been in trade rumors for five years now, more, yeah. right? Like he's been nope. in trade rumors, feels like forever. So this gives him that certainty of, of hey, I, I'm not going to be put in a situation where I have to go anywhere where I don't want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think we need the breaking news drop, but the uh, Jock Landale from the Atlanta Hawks trade to the Phoenix Suns is now complete. So oh, just we were waiting on that. Uh, I know that was the one you, you've been waiting on. And now, now you can go enjoy summer league in Las Vegas and peace. That's right. So um, we're waiting on that one. But yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I guess what's happening today too is uh, today is the day the moratorium lifted. So, so you're seeing all the deals go official. That's why there's been a million tweets from teams and guys with new jerseys and all that stuff because that's kind of kind of how how it goes at the, this time of year. So, I got dogs get jumping up in the background here. He's he's going <laughs> crazy. So, uh, but yeah, he's excited for summer league. That's it. He's all fired up. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so that's the other dog. You saw one dog in the early part of the show. Now you see the other one at the end. They're making their cameo appearances. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we got through uh, all of our, our main news topics for the day. Tomorrow, of course, we'll be back. We'll have more kind of more stuff going on around the NBA. Of course, there's always something happening. So make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel. Don't forget over on Apple podcasts. Uh, give us that five-star rating and review till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.